Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker on 101 ESPN. And during the hockey season, when Joey Vitale was out and uh, Joey's wife was giving birth to their baby, the Blues needed a fill-in analyst. And Chris Butler, the St. Louisan, retired from the Blues last year, did a fantastic job in the Blues booth. And Chris is with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Chris, it's great to have you with us. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Chris. And you know, over the past couple months in the absence of sports, we've been reliving all of these great moments for the Blues Stanley Cup final run, what it was like for the Blues to finally secure their first Stanley Cup championship in franchise history. And as a St. Louis guy, as a kid, I'm sure you always dreamed of what that moment would be like. That's what every kid does. They they dream about hoisting the cup in their hometown or hitting the game-winning home run for the Cardinals, all of these things. But when the reality hit, when you were actually on the ice hoisting the cup and you realized that you were part of the Blues team that brought the first Stanley Cup championship to town, did the reality supersede anything you could have ever dreamed of? Well, I think at the time, emotions kind of take over, and it's almost difficult to comprehend what's going on at the time. But now that it's been almost a year and you've had a chance to kind of look back and reflect on on what it was like, I mean, I remember getting handed the Stanley Cup, and, you know, it's a trophy that you've seen so many times on television, but to be able to put your hands on it and, and lift it up over your head, it's, I remember when I lifted it, I almost saw stars. You know, it was a wave of emotion that I've never really felt before. And it was uh, was something that still gives me chills. And not many guys, Chris, have the opportunity to lift that cup and that be the last time you're on an NHL ice. Was that planned before that? Were you going to retire or did you just decide to go out on top? (laughs) No, we we'd kind of made the decision a couple of months before that, even before the whole playoff run had started. And, uh, you know, it was a very long day, that game seven, with it being an eight o'clock start and knowing that it was, you know, the last time that I was going to play professional hockey and put a uniform on. And it was, uh, it was a long day that revolved around a lot of, uh, a lot of walks around uh, the parks in Boston and just trying to waste time. Chris, one of my favorite things is to hear players or, or analysts, anybody that was on that flight home, recount what that flight was like, because it sounds like that was almost better than the moment on the ice, because it it really started to settle in with the players and with everyone. Hey, we won the cup, and it's just us on this plane ride home, and we get to celebrate together. So what was that flight from Boston to St. Louis like? Oh, it was, uh, it was a bit of a blur. Uh, there were... Uh... There are a lot of Anheuser-Busch products associated with the celebration, but it was just, you know, it kind of allowed everybody a chance to just sit down in their seat and talk with each other and tell stories. And, you know, I think there were a lot of guys that really revealed how banged up they were and what they were playing through. And it was just, it was everybody that went through the ups and downs of the year at that point. And, 
obviously given the nature of the game and where the team was sitting, you know, come January to be at that point in the middle of June was, you know, had you told anybody that months before, I don't think anybody would have believed you. And it was, uh, it was certainly a, a highlight uh, of the whole experience. And then couple that with the parade a few days later. And that was just the, the chart topper for me. Chris Butler with us on 101 ESPN. And it, it strikes me as we have this conversation that even if you grow up in a Canadian city, it's probably pretty unusual to have a group of players that are so, so intimately involved with a champion. And uh, obviously, uh, Ben Bishop was on the other side for Dallas. But to have Joey in the booth, to have Patrick Maroon on the team, to have yourself on the team for St. Louis, to have that many people that influenced a Stanley Cup championship is pretty incredible. It's wild to think about, uh, and especially growing up in St. Louis and where youth hockey was, you know, 25 years ago, and we were all kind of falling in love with the game. I mean, we weren't very good. If we traveled out of the, the state of Missouri, we got killed if we went to Chicago or Minneapolis or Michigan, wherever we went. We just we couldn't compete at the time because we just weren't good enough. We didn't have the infrastructure in place, and then so many Blues alumni stuck around and fell in love with the city and started coaching teams and helping out with the youth programs. And now you look at where youth hockey is in St. Louis and, uh, you know, it just, uh, it puts a smile on my face to see how far it's come. Chris, what's your favorite memory or story from the parade? Because that was just a joyful day in St. Louis. It was pure bliss, pure celebration, but it was a party. It was a big time party. So what is your favorite story from the parade day? Well, I think it was, the negotiation I had with my wife in order to hop off the uh, the float that we were on, you know, she's sitting there strapped with uh, a newborn child that we had the day before game seven of the Dallas series. And our other kid, my parents, her parents are all in the back of a pickup truck. And, you know, we've got Robbie Fabry and Chris Thorburn and some of the other younger guys buzzing around the streets. And she's like, you need to get off the float and go have some fun with those guys. So I finally hopped off and we run around. And the next thing you know, you look up and your car is like four and a half blocks. Uh, down Market Street, so we're like, oh, I guess we're walking the rest of the parade. But you know, I ran into people that I hadn't seen in years, people that uh, I played hockey with their kids. All my buddies were there that I grew up playing hockey and sports with. So it was, uh, it was unbelievable just how much it meant to the city of St. Louis. And like I said, to this day, it still uh, still puts a smile on my face just thinking about it. Chris, when you brought up the memory of the negotiation, I thought it was going to be you going to your wife saying, can I get off? Can I get off? Can I get off? And finally, <laughs> rather than her saying, hey, you go. <laughs> you know what? I was I was attempting to be somewhat responsible, I think, at the time. You know, she'd uh, she'd been at home for uh, for a handful of weeks with uh, with two small screaming kids. So I was uh, attempting to do my part. But, uh, but God bless her. She just said, basically, get the heck off this thing and go have some fun. And, uh, and that we did. Chris, we're all hoping that hockey returns soon. It seems like things are, are moving forward in a positive way after Gary Bettman came out and announced some of the stipulations that we're going to see from hockey. But let's talk about the Blues specifically. One of the things Randy and I have been talking about is how players are going to return back to, to playing form. I mean, it can't be easy to have the, the momentum of the season, get to a certain point, be ready to go into the playoffs, have everything stop cold, and then regain your form again. But you know these guys, you know their abilities. How quickly do you think that these players are going to be able to get back to the shape they need to be into to get ready to go and play? Well, this whole thing to me kind of has an international tournament type, uh, I guess, style feel to it. You know, you're going to have to focus a lot on special teams because that's going to be huge. Uh, what Craig Berube does really well and why I think this group has an advantage is he's got such a great feel night in and night out for who's playing well or who's going. And, and part of being a veteran team is 
guys have been through this before. They know, okay, maybe I don't have my legs tonight, so I need to find a different way to contribute or, you know, versus maybe a younger team who might try and force things if they're not, uh, if they're not feeling it or if they're not playing well. And I think that this group has the mentality and the mindset to have success again. And, They've been through it, like I said. They know what it's going to take, and you've got two great goaltenders there, which is absolutely huge, and I don't think a lot of teams can say that. Where do you think that come from, comes from? I, uh, that mentality, that mindset, that knowledge? I, I said, and it's, it sounds kind of simple, Chris, but during this season, they didn't have an MVP, and Bennington's statistics weren't great, but they the Blues became good at winning. Where do you think that comes from? Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from the guy standing behind the bench. He... Uh, he just gets it, and I, I know that's a really simple way to say it, but he has the trust of his players, and even though he might be really hard on you one night, you know, the next morning you come to the rink and you're not in the doghouse or you're not bumped down the lineup. It's it's a new day. It's a new opportunity to go out and improve yourself again, and everybody has to do that. I mean, you look at the roles that some of those guys have taken. You know, Alexander Steen has gone down the lineup for the betterment of the team, and he's contributed, and had he gone down the lineup and had the wrong attitude, I think that would have had a negative effect on the whole team. But he chose the team above individual statistics. And when guys like that do that for the betterment of the group, I think there's a, you know, there is that, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? It's contagious. And this team's adopted that style, and that's why they have success. Chris Butler, great stuff. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy your summer, and hopefully we'll be talking hockey on the ice here again soon. I sure hope so. We need something to watch. Absolutely. Take care. Have a good weekend. Thanks. You guys, too.